coming up the week seven draft with Gaucho Analytics and Gianni Bloom, game highlights and interviews with Corey Nunez and Josh Williams. Today's episode is brought to you by Kyle's Kitchen, proud supporters of UCSB baseball. Check them out in Santa Barbara or Goleta. Three locations, one on Chapala Street, one on Hollister, one on Kaya Real. Check out the uh, the new Crispy Kyle and uh, go get an adult beverage, have some fries. Uh, it's always a good time at Kyle's Kitchen. This episode also brought to you by Gaucho Analytics. Check them out on their Twitter page at SB Baseball Data. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. Making his seventh start. He's a pretty good one. The left-hander as Bredauer hits it high and deep to left field. You could kiss this one goodbye. A leadoff home run for Bredauer here in the top of the first inning. And just like that, the Gauchos lead it one to nothing. Here's the 3-0. Sebring runs. It's taken outside. The throw down gets away from the third baseman, Gray. Sebring's going to come in to score. It's down the left field line. McCollum takes a big turn around first. Uh, wild play there on a 3-0 pitch with Sebring running. It was thrown to the foul side of third. Gray tried to reach across, and it tipped off his glove. So Sebring with a stolen base. Scores on the throwing error, and that ties things up at two. That one also fairly, the press box fairly far away from home plate. 1-2 to Davis, fastball, strike three called on the outside corner, and Matt Ager has fallen into a good rhythm here as he gets Davis. Fifth strikeout of the game for Ager. Catches with a little mo as they tie things up in the inning. We'll go to the fifth. Still not at a two. Here's the 0-1. And this is hitting the air to center. Mitchell moving back. He's looking up, and this one is out of here. Off the batter's eye, a solo home run to Park for Parker to dead center. And that puts the Gauchos on the board. It's 6-1. to one. Double down the right field line in the sixth. Dixon trying to work through the eighth inning here. And Latrey swings at the first pitch, lifts a soft pop-up. Shallow right, it's going to fall for a base hit. In to score is Sebring to make it 8-2. to two. So Latrey with two hits. And the Gauchos with two runs, and Sebring comes in to score. Newman up there, waits, and here's the pitch, and this is driven to right field, hit deep. Morgan going back, he's at the wall, and this one is out of here. An opposite field three-run homer for John Newman. Draws the Gauchos within three here in the ninth inning. John, first homer of the season. I think he's looking for his first hit of the series. And he lines it out to right center. That's going to get down for a base hit. Mortensen will score easily from second base. Mitchell bobbles it in center. Oakley's going to go to second base. Gauchos take the lead here in the second. 1-0 Gauchos here, top of the third. Base is loaded. And Kirtley hits it hard on the ground. It's a base hit to left field. 
McCollum will score. Everybody will move up, and it's 2 to nothing, Santa Barbara. Bases loaded, one out, and pitch. Break them all. This is pulled to third, and it's under Gray's legs down the left field line. Parker scores. Here comes Darby. He will score, and that doubles the lead. It's 4 to nothing. Newman drove in a run on the hard hit ball to third that got through Gray. Here's the 1 2, and this is hit high in the air to right field. Morgan drifting over. He's at the track. He's at the fence, and this one is gone. A solo home run for Darby. And the Gouchers get a run back. It's 5 to 2. Fifth home run of the year for Xander Darby. On a high fly ball that just kept carrying and carrying and carrying. Kirtley with a big jump at first, and Sundstrom hits it a mile in the air. Deep center. Mitchell going back. He is looking up, and this one is up out of here. Over the batter's eye for a two-run homer. Jared Sundstrom increases the Gaucho lead to 7-2. to two. Sixth home run of the year for Sundstrom. The Gauchos have three runs back. It's their biggest lead of the game. It's a big pitch here. Gauchos would love a zero. Haven't had one since the second. 0-2 again. Off speed, swung on and missed. And Barrett strands the leadoff base runner at second base as he gets Blanford with the strikeout. Second strikeout for Hudson. The Gauchos finally have a shutdown inning. We'll go to the seventh, Gauchos eight, Fresno State five. Also pitched on Tuesday against Cal Poly. 2-2, hit in the air. Deep left center field. The outfielders are just turning to watch this one fly. A long home run for Kirtley. Makes it 9-5. So Kurt with a couple of hits and two RBIs today. As that one was hit deep into the parking lot beyond the secondary fence. Yeah, Bulldogs chipped, chipped away at the 4-0 lead. It was 4-2 going to the fifth inning. Gauchos hit two home runs. In the fifth, this is lined out to left center. Coming over is Kirtley, slides, and he makes the catch. Shepard has to hustle back to first. He will make it. But a nice play by Kirtley out there on a ball off the bat of Hoppy that stayed up just long enough for Kurt to make the grab. Ninth inning, still 9-5. to Gauchos with the lead. And Tommy Hoppy is on to pitch for Fresno State. The talented right-hander, this is hit high in the air to deep center. Moving back is Mitchell. He's looking up, and he's going to watch this one fly. A solo home run by Aaron Parker makes it 10-5. to And this is uh, Jesse's season debut. Mortensen hits it high and deep to right field. Morgan is going to turn and not even watch this one fly. It's way out of here. A three-run homer for Mortensen. And the Gauchos have broken it open here in the ninth inning. It's 13 to 5. And have greeted Hopfi with a rude awakening as Mortensen circles the bases for the fourth time this season. His 35th career home run in a Gaucho uniform. The Monday Tuesday games against San Jose State, 5 o'clock Monday, 3 o'clock on Tuesday, April 10th and 11th. Here's the 1 1. Pulled to third. Darby has it. He will go to second for one. Oakley, the turn to first, a 5-4-3 double play. Puts a cap on this one. Hudson Barrett with an outstanding effort in relief. 
as the Gauchos defeat Fresno State 13 to five, the final, and they salvage a game here in this three-game set against the Bulldogs. Day on the, the base runner running to first interference call. Yeah, three and one the count to Newman. He hits it high in the air, deep left field. Bearing is gonna watch this one fly. A solo home run for Newman as he hits it through the wind. And the Gauchos take the lead. You had called that. There was not a lot of wind at that point because that ball was so high. If we had the wind we had earlier, it wasn't getting out of here. Runner in scoring position. Outfield is very shallow. The 0-2 is swung on and missed. Well, it strikes out the side here in the sixth inning as he gets Lutzo. San Diego walked four. Sundstrom swinging away, lifts it high in the air to deep right field. Lewis going back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly into the power plant. A solo home run here for Sundstrom makes it 7-3. to three. This weekend, three in Fresno and two today. Here's the 0-2. This is driven to right field towards the corner. Lewis is going to run out of room. Back-to-back -back homers by Santa Barbara. And John Newman goes deep for the second time today. Well, you, you got to pitch to the park and, and throwing anything away. The wind is blowing hard. It's blowing hard out to right. So anything in the air to right. All right. What's up, Corey? Hey, Kev. How you doing? I'm doing good. And you? Doing great. So some guys say that you're the funniest guy on the team. Are you going to live up to that reputation in this interview? Uh, I'll, I'll take this interview very seriously. Very seriously? Yeah. Why? It's a... It's going out to a ton of people, and I don't, I don't see. See, you people... already can't take it seriously. <laughs> I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll be a little funny. Okay. Well, why, why do the guys think you're a funny guy? Is that just Corey being Corey, or is it something that you like to do, or is it, uh, or is it because you're like awkward? Like, what's the deal? Why are you a funny guy? I'd say it's all of the above, right there. Um, I just, I like to cheer people, get on their get on their dome a little yeah when they do something stupid uh i like to call like kurt brock all those old guys just old heads grandpas stuff like that kurt or oakley i'd like to call them short stuff like that really it's really funny so what, what do they dish back oh uh, i don't know it's it's a variety of things i'd say they should get a little quiet and try to make something <laughs> up off the top of their head you said kurt gets a little quiet yeah. Nick gets a little quiet? Yeah. Wow. Okay, shots, I like to, shots I like fired. To shut him up. I like to shut him up a little, just a little. Shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. Uh, how are you enjoying your first season in the Gaucho uniform? It's fun. I like living in Santa Barbara. It's really pretty. Baseball's insane. So it gets a little stressful at times, though, but I, can, I handle it. Define, yeah. uh, define your use of insane there. It's playing baseball in Santa Barbara, like, you're in, like, probably the best spot in California and we have the greatest coaching staff Ferg, Checkets, Erdy, um, Dylan, DJ as well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget about DJ. I forgot about DJ. You know, you know Dylan's, uh, Dylan's not here this weekend? Oh, I didn't know that, no. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you know why he's not here this weekend? Is he recruiting? Yes and no. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Dylan's fiance, Jess, is about to have a baby. Oh, really? And she's due any day now, so Dylan is not on the trip. Oh, that's pretty big out of him. You might have to fill in for him. 
I don't mind that. So, if uh, you might have to go out to the mound, like from your shortstop position, to help out the pitchers. If that happens, and I know you've I've seen you do it before, what do you say to the pitchers when you go to the mound? I like to be a little a little funny with them. <laughs> See, you are a funny guy. Like, I just I just like basically copy what Czech says. He'll he'll say something, and then the pitcher will reply with something else, and then I just like mimic the what the pitcher says. Like the other day. Uh, there's a meeting with Bram, and he said something. He's like, "Okay, coach," and I was like, "We're we're all leaving," and I was like, "Okay, coach," and then everyone just started laughing. And Bram just looked at me stupidly. So, what what did he do to the next batter? Pretty sure he struck struck him out. There you go. It's good good coaching by you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What what other parts of insane? Uh, <laughs> what, what, what other what other parts of the definition? So the good coaching staff. What else? Uh, it's really pretty, you said. Yeah, it what is. What else? Um, I'd say the team. The team is very fun to hang around. Everyone gets along with each other. They get along with each other. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, who are some of your partners in crime in your class? Besides besides the guys that you already mentioned, the, the Oakleys, the Kirtleys, the Mortensons. Uh, <laughs> who are your I'm going to say de- definitely not Trim. And uh, Wait, I you say, say that just because he's standing there. Yeah, he's standing right there. He's like, uh, I'm Corey's partner in crime, but it's definitely not Trim. I'm gonna say my partner in crime is Liam Martin. He's not out here, but Liam, that, that's Liam, my guy right there. he has some uh, like he's he's been out because of the arm injuries, and I came back in January. I didn't see, get to see him pitch in the fall, but Liam's from Minnesota. And he's a hockey guy. Yeah, but he's got a little creative. A little creative yeah. touch to him, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does a ton of edits. He just opened up a little Instagram social media page, and he's just, he's always in his bed on his computer, just editing a ton of photos, just to send out on that page. Okay. Do you? Uh, so we have the visual roster that just came out. Yeah. Did you get Did you get a chance to look through it? Uh, yeah, I saw it. Do you remember your photo? Yeah, I did. Okay, uh, I saw, so I saw explain it. explain your style. Uh, yeah, definitely not that. I got I got a better style than Kurt, that's for sure. I'd say my style is more of like a street street like style. I wear some, I'd say some baggy jeans, kind of, some nice shoes. I'm kind of a big shoe guy. What are the and nice then, What are the nice shoes? Um, ton of Jordans, SB Dunks, uh, some Adidas, pretty nice. And then shirts, I like to thrift them. Thrifty. Yeah, I'm a thrift guy. I get a okay. ton of like, uh, what do you call them? Just a ton of like old shirts, old nice shirts. Shirts you'd see on like dads, kind of. Like an Adam Sandler type <laughs> fit. Okay. Adam Sandler fit. I'd the, say that. The street, the street look with the Adam Sandler thrifted fit. Yeah. Okay. And the, the beanie, just the black. The I'd black say, beanie. I, I wear beanies because like, my hair is kind of like ugly. I would like a, a, a like a, a do over on my hair if I would choose. Why don't you get a haircut. I want to get a haircut, but then at the same time, after I get that haircut, I'm like, dang, I had some nice hair back then, like some nice long hair with some nice flow with the hat. And then, okay. So, I, you, so you say so street look. Uh, did you skate? I was on a skater. I'd say I rode scooters and bikes. Scooters and bikes. Okay. That was like the only thing I couldn't do, skate. This is this is my segue into how you became such a great defender. 
Uh, I thought that might, you might have been a skater since you go to this, the, kind of the street look. But if you say scooters and bikes, I mean, it requires some skills, right, to be good on a scooter <laughs> yeah. and a bike, right? Yeah. And what about other sports? I've seen you kick the soccer ball around and juggle for like five minutes straight when we're on the turf fields. Yeah, I used to play soccer, actually. I was a very good midfielder, and I just stopped playing. I played senior year because I missed it. Scored five goals, just a cheeky five goals senior year. That's it. And I was like, you know, it's just time to hang up the cleats. And now I just follow soccer. That's it. Okay. Who are your teams? Or what's your favorite team? Um, Manchester City is my big team right there. Wow. And then I'm going to have to say England for national team. Just because I know the Why? entire roster. So you don't. So you didn't root for the United States in the World Cup. I did not know. Wow. I rooted for England. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, fortunately, we tied in that one match. But so how did how did the other sports that you played? How does that translate into your ability to field a baseball? Oh, uh, I'd say I just get a ton of rhythm and just have fun just fielding ground ball. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I was talking to talking to Jake and Hakame earlier today, and they were talking about your. They're commenting on your style at short. They so say you kind of like float and like glide. Yeah. Is that something that you feel like you're doing when you're out there, or is it just a, your natural, just the natural way you move about? I'd say it's my natural way of moving about. Do you have a shortstop that you idolize? Um, I'd say, I'd say the Wiz, the Wizard, Ozzy Smith. Ozzy Smith, yeah. Nice. Okay. I have a Ozzy Smith. Uh, I met him at one of my cousin's summer league games one year. Oh, way back, way back in the day, like 20 years ago. That's crazy. He was a nice guy. He signed the ball for me. <laughs> I'm gonna so, need that ball then. You want? I'm not gonna give it to you. you can, can I see it? You can look at it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so when I first heard of Corey Nunez, I heard comparisons to Clay Fisher, who was a shortstop for the Gauchos, College World Series. Yeah. Uh, not so much for your. Not a lot of stuff about your bat, but your bat's been pretty good. So, what has Ferg instilled in your brain to make you such a fine hitter first year of college? Because you're hitting over 300, you have a couple four-hit games already in your bag, so, like, what's going on at the plate? Um, I don't know, I just, Ferg just, like, told me, like, just have that that big dick energy. Oh, you can't can't use that now. I (laughs) said... That, that, I don't know what to say that. Um, just have a, just aggressive feel at the box, I'd say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out, right? I can cut that out. Of course I can. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Oh. That was just kind of out of the blue, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. Uh, last thing. Uh... Do you ever hustle off the field after you ground out to first base? Yeah, I hustle. Oh, you dog it, dude. I guess I've, I've been hearing that recently. I just like, I think it was like one of my AVs, I like just like hit a sharp ground ball to someone. He made a great play. And I was like, dang, this guy really just stole a hit from me. And then I just like, I say I hopped off the field. Hopped off the field. <laughs> All right. Uh, bold predictions for this weekend, Corey. Something out of you. Prediction. Um, for, the, for anybody. For the team, the series, what's going to happen? Give me a prediction. I'm going to say Latrey home run. He's Ooh. due for one. Okay. I like it. All right. Thanks for the time. Good luck out there. Thank you, Kevin. Hello, Josh. Hey, Kev. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. 
Uh, it's a Sunday. It's a beautiful day in uh, Central Valley. Yeah. Uh, in close to your hometown. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, feel good being back here in Fresno playing baseball. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, weather is dry. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Uh, I mean, today's April second. Is it normally like sixty-five degrees in April, or no, I mean, or will it be like a hundred? <laughs> uh, normally, what I remember is it's pretty hot, but today is a really good day actually. Uh, not too hot, no clouds, so it's gonna be a pretty sunny day. So it's gonna be a good day. Good day for hitting. Good day for hitting. Yeah. Well, uh, you're in the starting lineup today, yep. uh, facing a righty. Got just face a lefty the first two days. Yeah. Uh, watch your approach going into the game, going into batting practice. I know we're kind of arriving late. It's kind of a little bit of a scramble. Is that good or bad for you? Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we're at the, we're at the yard now, but um, I feel like just the approach is just see them up. Uh, that's pretty much what the approach is for anybody we face because they're going to be throwing off-speed down and heaters up. So if we see, if we see any pitcher up, it's mainly going to be uh, just success. So you played high school ball, obviously, here at Fresno, yeah. uh, Buchanan High School. Yep. Good baseball school. Uh, yeah. Did you guys have uh, big-time scouting report breakdowns before games at Buchanan? No, <laughs> no we didn't. Uh, it was basically just show up to the yard and then see who they're warming up in the bullpen pregame, and that's who you're going to face. So it wasn't really anything as intense or as in detail as it is here, but yeah. A long time ago, I played in this tournament called the World Tournament with a team from Alameda, and we played here in Fresno at Clovis West and at Buchanan High School against teams from Japan, Brazil, South Korea, like all over. Have you did you have you heard of any, I've that never at all? Heard of that no? Before, no. Okay. Well, that's, that's the only reason why I know what Buchanan High School is <laughs> is because I played in that tournament, but uh, it was a really good time. Um, hey, Matt. Uh, so you're a I talked to Corey on Friday we talked about the visual roster do you remember uh, that photo shoot visual roster yeah yeah so uh, talk about your outfit that you chose um outfit I chose I had to wear the boots uh, just cause I get a lot of get a lot of crap from people saying that I'm a country boy from Fresno so I had to had to rep out the boots um, are you country boy from Fresno um not a not a country boy I mean you drive 10 minutes north um, from Clovis and you're gonna be in country, but um, I'm gonna say I'm a crazy country boy, but I got boots, so <laughs> I, I, I had to bring them out for the photo shoot. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Right, you had the you had the dark wash jeans, the boots. Dark wash jeans, boots. You, you didn't you didn't wear a cowboy hat? I did not wear a cowboy hat. No. Do you own a cowboy hat? I do not own a cowboy hat, surprisingly. No. Okay. So you didn't grow up on a ranch? I did not grow up on a ranch, no. Do you have friends that, that did grow up on a ranch? Um, I have a couple friends that grew up on a ranch, yeah. Spent any time out there? A uh, couple times, yeah. A handful of times. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. One more bit. Uh, predictions for the game today. Gouch has lost the first two. Uh, it's kind of a bounce back day, trying to get the good vibes going. So yeah. predictions. Predictions. Uh, we're gonna come out and we're gonna win 300 pitches today, and then we're gonna, if we win 300 pitches, we're gonna win nine innings, and hopefully we'll see a dub on the dub for the Gauchos today. Okay. So and game tomorrow. Game tomorrow, right? yeah, against Santa Clara. Yeah. So you get ready for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bus ride home. Game tomorrow. Just yeah. like the big leagues, right? Uh, 100%. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Josh. Uh, it's time to stretch. Good luck today. Right. Thanks, guys.
All right, it's time for the week seven draft. Before we get to the draft, we have a couple of updates on where the Gauchos are currently standing in the rankings and in the statistical categories uh, across the Big West. So coming into play uh, on April 4th, Tuesday, Gauchos have an RPI of 31, and they are ranked in the top 30 in four of the polls, 11th by Collegiate Baseball, 25th by Perfect Game, 26th by College Baseball Nation, and 29th in the NCAA Coaches Poll. Conference stats. So Gauchos are leading or in tied for first or in second in multiple categories. On the pitching side, leading the Big West in ERA. They are tied for first in saves. They are tied for first in strikeouts. They are first in home runs allowed with the least home runs allowed. And they are first in batting average against. And on the offensive side, Gauchos first in home runs, first in total bases, second in slugging, and second in stolen bases. And uh, one of the stats that stood out over the weekend was uh, Gauchos hit 12 home runs in the four games that they played. So long ball was in play this weekend. It wasn't the... uh, the best weekend as far as outcomes, uh, Gauchos dropped two or three against Fresno State and then fell to Santa Clara yesterday. They lone win coming on Sunday against Fresno State. So it's a bounce back week. Fortunately, those were all non-conference games. Uh, so back into Big West Conference action this week, starting on Thursday night against Cal State Fullerton. It'll be Friday night for game two and then Saturday afternoon for game three. Uh, big series with the Titans uh, down at Goodwin Field. Titans are seven and two. They walked off twice against Hawaii over the weekend uh, to go to seven and two in the conference. And then the Gauchos, uh, after their strong start, currently at five and one. So in the Big West standings, having played just six games, there are teams that have played nine games, of course, for the first three weeks of the conference. Gauchos are in first place in the loss column with just one. They're the only team with one loss, uh, but have to play some catch-up in the win column. So big weekend coming up. Uh, Fullerton, Gouches will look to bounce back after uh, a tough weekend. It was the first series loss by a Gaucho team since May of 2021. They went all of 2022 without losing a weekend series. And so far this year, they had gone every week without losing a series. So first time since Gouches lost uh, – three of four to Irvine back in 2021 in May. So it's been a while since the Gouchers have lost a series. Um, and then the two games that they lost Friday, Saturday, uh, first time that they dropped back-to-back games this season. So we can move on from that, right? It's all in the past, right, guys? We got Devin, Isaiah, yep. and Gianni here. And Devin, we hope you had a great uh, spring break. You were hanging out with your family. So uh, shout out to the Cost family. Uh, G was filling in for for Dylan Jones, and Isaiah had uh, one of the analytical protégés, uh, Henry Manfredonia, uh, with yeah. him along for the trip. So there were a lot of good things, even though there are three there were three losses in four games. There are still plenty of positives to build from and to uh, that are worth mentioning, and so we will get to those right now as we have the week seven draft update on the standings heading into today Devin Isaiah and myself we were all tied at 10 
Last weekend was the first week where Gianni uh, joined us for the draft, and it was a raving success. And the vote uh, indicates that because uh, G won uh, by overwhelming majority in the vote last <laughs> week. So I congratulations, Gianni. Uh, Thank you. You won with 65% of the vote. So how we're going to do the scoring now, still three for first, two for second, one for third, and whoever comes in last gets zero. So Isaiah came in second, Devin came in third, and the host, yours truly, came in last. So G, because you did so well in the first draft that you did, we're just going to consider the 10 points that all three of us had a handicap because you're going to come in and dominate this thing, obviously. So we have 10 points leg up on you. So the standings currently are Isaiah 12, Devin 11, Kevin 10, and Gianni with three. So you're in last place, G, but you got a long season to work back. Um, you're kind of used to that, right? Like it's a long season. Sometimes you have to play from behind or come back from an injury, right? Yeah, I mean, you just have to look at my batting average last year, followed that same sort of trajectory there. Or but, the, uh, the Cal Poly game, right? First game back? Yeah, yeah. It's better to start cold and then get hot late than the opposite. Right. But uh, I'm happy to just, you know, be back on here with you guys and glad we can get rid of those charity points in last place. <laughs> 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 so so draft order to this week uh i get to go first for hitter of the week and then devin will pick second isaiah third gianni will pick last and then we will do snake draft flip-flop um as we normally do uh for the moment of the week category we're gonna add uh you can pick a stat like a weird stat or a weird occurrence strange occurrence so or a moment so that's the little twist on this one for this week so with Nothing further to do. Let's get into the draft. I will pick first for my hitter of the week. And I thought about going with my guy that I picked last week, but I'm going to go with John Newman because he had a whale of a weekend, uh, including Monday, five for 13 over the four games, a double, three home runs, five RBIs, 15 total bases. Uh, he slugged 1154. And scored three runs and it was something that we had figured was coming sooner or later. John had looked really good in batting practice and live hitters. He made some adjustments with his swing. Uh, he looks free and easy, uh, a lot more comfortable in the plate than he did at the plate than he did at the beginning of the year. So with three round trippers, two of them to the opposite field, I might add, and one through the, blustery wind yesterday. Uh, John Yim is my hitter of the week. Good pick. Um, with my hitter of the week, I'm going with Latre McCollum. So he, on the weekend, 400 average, six for 15, two extra base hits, two RBIs, slugged 533 and had an OBP of 500. Uh, he's also currently, don't want to jinx it, so I'm knocking on wood right now. He's on a 12-game hitting streak. So hopefully... That keeps up, but impressive, impressive numbers from him this weekend in the past couple weekends. And to top that all off on the defensive side, 29 total chances, zero errors. So good weekend for, for Trey. Good picks. 
Uh, Isaiah, you're next. <clears throat> I'm going to go with senior leader Christian Kirtley, batting 313 on the games. Uh, he went five for 16. He had two extra base hits, both of them being homers, got three RBIs in total of that, and slugged 688. Give me Christian Kirtley. Okay, solid pick. Nice. Who's, who's fourth, G? There might be some snubs here, some upset uh, listeners, but I'm going again with Jared Sundstrom. Batting average is a dead stat. Slugged 714 on the weekend. Two homers, one oppo double, and I just love the way he walks out of the batter's box. He said that last week, and his home runs, there were some, some nice home runs of the 12 that were hit, uh, but Jared's that Fresno hit off the top of the batter's eye in center. And then yesterday it sailed all the way into the power plant opposite field, maybe a slight wind assistance, but uh, they were both moonshots. So good. I mean, pick. going where, going where the lefties go pull side. That's the real deal. Mm-hmm. All right, G you got pitcher of the week. First up. All right. Pitcher of the week. I'm going with big Hudson Barrett. Got the win out in relief on Sunday. Went four and two-thirds, only giving up three hits. Four punchies and one walk. 188 average against. About three Bowser stares into the crowd. And a couple of K-struts coming off the mound. Uh, give me Hudson Barrett having another really good outing out of the pen and locking down a victory. You would take the guy who had the only win of the weekend. So Thank you. That'll, that'll be strong. That'll be strong <laughs> when voters are considering their picks. All right, uh, Isaiah, you're next. Uh, I'm going to take the Wizard, J.D. Callahan, pitched against Santa Clara, 2.25 ERA, went four innings, didn't go five to qualify for the win, but it's okay. He only gave up one earned run in those four innings, five punchies as well. And, I mean, he got out of a critical third inning where his base is loaded, no outs, and then strikes out the side. So the Wizard doing wizardly things. Devin? Hey. Uh, with the third pick, I'm going with our Friday starter this weekend, Matt Ager. 3.38 ERA, five in the thirds innings, uh, six strikeouts, and hitters only hit 167 against them. But hopefully hopefully these people don't go off the graphic and they go off of what they hear during the podcast. Because, I mean, if we get rid of his first inning, it was a tough first inning. Two, two of his runs, both of his runs were first inning. You get rid of that inning, his ERA is zero for the rest of the game. Huge. I mean that's massive so just one tough inning and that's it that's a zero era and then his batting average against 167 he got unlocked a couple base runners got on and a couple unlucky hits so i mean other than the first inning he had a pretty pretty good outing all right for the uh the last pick here for pitcher of the week i'm selecting myself for going cg batting practice on thursday CG batting practice on Thursday, and then the Gauchos hit 12 home runs in the next four games. So that's the best I can do. We're going to move on to our weird stat, strange occurrence, or moment of the week category, and I'm going to pick first in this one. And my, it's kind of like a strange occurrence slash weird stat, but there were three moments, three instances on Sunday where the Gauchos hit a leadoff solo home run and then walked immediately following the solo home run. 
Whoa. which I thought was pretty amazing. Whoa. Whoa. So wow. three three separate occurrences that, where the guy said a, right a leadoff homer and then walked immediately after. So Dang. that's my uh, strange occurrence slash weird stat. Um, Devin, right, next. The, yeah, the second pick, it's, it's kind of like, it's not really weird, but it's an interesting stat. Ivan's leadoff home run was the Gaucho's first leadoff home run in six years since Whoa. 2017. Oh, so wow. I found that I, that I thought that was very interesting um, that we haven't had a leadoff home run since Clay Fisher in 2017. And you want a little bit more on the Clay Fisher homer? Oh, Clay Fisher. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. So 2017, it was against LMU at LMU. And we were supposed to host at Caesar Osaka Stadium. Rain changed, rescheduled the games to go down to LMU. And it was supposed to rain on Friday opening day. So we had to petition to the NCAA to be allowed to start the season one day earlier. So we were the only game, the first game played in 2017. And Clay Fisher, the first batter, of the season in all of Division One, hit a home run against Spencer Erdman and his LMU Lions. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's Weird awesome. stat gets weirder. <laughs> how about that? I feel, like that? I feel I don't know how I'm going to be able to include all of that into that small little box graphic. <laughs> you just got to put under listen to the pod for for more. I guess that that might have been a better pick than than mine. Now that I think about it. That needs its own graphic. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see if you can top that, Isaiah. I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. Uh, this is my first time traveling on the road without Dev. Had the duties of Dev, you know, try to set me up. Very stressful weekend. Had a nightmare about running out of card stock. You know, we finally get a win on the last day on Sunday. I see G after the win, and he's like, great win. I go, yes, sir, G. Good to have one under, under the belt. He says, honestly, I love you on the road. You're great vibes. And that boosted me because I was so stressed the weekend. G saying that boosted my confidence, knowing I could handle it without Dev, even though Dev set me up for everything. So I'm going to take G saying he loves having me on the road. So pat yourself on the back, little Dang. stat like like you, Kevin, on your um, yeah. picture of the week. So Yeah, that's... You can totally do this on do that on this podcast, hundred percent. All right, G, what do you got? That's awesome. First of all, second of all, <laughs> <laughs> I meant it. My my awkward or not awkward, but my unique little stat is on Monday midweek game. The Gauchos had fourteen punches of the opponent Santa Clara with only one walk by the pitching staff. I know we gave up a few more runs than we would have liked. We didn't get the the win that we would have liked. But if your pitching staff on a midweek game is striking out 14 and walking one, that's a really good sign of success to come. Uh, so I'm I'm happy with the way our guys were attacking the strike zone, and uh, I think I think that's a really good sign in a midweek game. What's the K to walk ratio on that one? Can you calculate that for me? <laughs> I'm not a numbers guy, but but I'm gonna say 14 to one. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like we I were think missing that's that good. Didn't know if we had that, that stack calculation yet. Yeah, there's our simple conversion for the day. 
Okay. I, I kind of like that category. We just kind of, we kind of got a nice jumble uh, of things there. So good work. Uh, G, you pick first for hardest hit ball of the week. Hardest hit ball of the week. I'm going with John Newman Jr.'s home run at 106 miles per hour on Monday. It might not be the hardest exit velocity wise, but to hit a home run to dead left field down the line with the way the wind was howling in on that day was truly impressive. Kev came in before the game and said, it's going to be really hard to get one out to left today. And uh, we had a back and forth thinking that we could do it. And, and John shows out, cuts one through the wind. And I thought that was really impressive. He proved me wrong. And I'm really happy that he proved me wrong. Absolutely. And he wound up being my hitter of the week. So tip of the cap to John Newman. Okay, uh, Isaiah, you're next. All right. I'm going to take Sundstrom's homer yesterday, ninth inning, fortunately to cut the deficit to four. So it kind of – it didn't mean anything, but it was a long one, and it was a big one. Went into the power plant, and it was 108 off the bat. It's central. 444 feet estimated Yikes. distance. Sorry about um, it. On the Sunstrom, wasn't that? I think it was 452. 452. Oh, my bad. I'm looking at last tracked. Yeah. 452. Huh. Why, why, why are you giving us the last track? Like, that's just confusing me. Oh, what does that even mean? Yeah. What does that even mean? It's like that's, undefined. It's, it's, how far Trackman could see the ball and then based off of where it lost it, it did calculations on the info it had to project where it went. It's a so guesstimation. Because like, like normally sometimes if it doesn't get – sometimes it can calculate it without the wind and sometimes it does calculate it with the wind. Which is, like, which is funny because G picked Newman's homer that he cut through the wind. And Trackman had it last tracked at 145 feet and has no distance on the uh, on the total there. So even though it says home run, it, it, the supporting numbers do not say that it was a home run. Which, uh, but you know, if you were there watching and you use the eye test, you could see it go over the fence, and you could say, "Yeah, that was a home run. It went over the fence." You don't need all the <laughs> off numbers. the scoreboard. Yeah, off the scoreboard. No big deal. So. Um, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, Devin, you're next. All right. So last time I doubled down on a bread hour pick, I, I dominated the voting. So mm -hmm. I think since I picked him for my weird stat, I'm going to have to go again with his leadoff home run of 106.7 off the bat. Second pitch he saw smoked it. So Jared Sun or Ivan bread hours leadoff home run. Okay, since you doubled down and left this pick for me, I'm going to double down with the actual hardest hit ball of the week. And John Newman's double yesterday, 110.6299. You can round that up to 111 miles per hour. Great job. Don't uh, worry, it won't be on the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Actual, it's actually the hardest hit ball of the weekend, and it was defined as a uh, line drive double uh, down the line as part of his three for four day with two homers yesterday for John Newman, who was my hitter of the week. So yeah, there we go. Okay, 
Moving on to best pitch of the week. And again, the picking the green boxes versus the red boxes. Sorry, I try to make it I make it fun so you can No, I get easier I get to understand it if you're struggling with some of the numbers. So I I really like this pitch during the weekend uh, before I even saw this graphic. Uh, So I'm going to go Welch curveball. He threw it 21 times. I mean, it's one of the more fun pitches that the Gaucho pitching staff features, Welch's curveball. Uh, He had two strikeouts with it, threw it for a strike 50% of the time. No, sorry, 57% of the time he struck out one of the two with the curveball. Yes. No. Two of the four. four. He had four strikeouts total. Two of them were with the curveball. Yes, there we go. Uh, And he had the uh, 83.3% whiff percentage on the curveball. So also nobody got a hit against him. So batting average and slugging were both zero against the curveball for Nick Welch. So that's my pitch of the week, the Welchy curveball. So I actually also had the other Welch pitch on this that I was going to pick. So I'm going with Welch's changeup. He also had two out of his four strikeouts from the changeup. It's not always known. It's not really known as one of his better pitches, but even though he might not have had the best of weekends, some of his individual pitches did really well. And so, I mean, he threw it first strike 53.8% of the time, but he got an 80% whiff rate, called striker whiff 46.2% of the time. And then, Hitters also did not get a hit off of it with the batting average against of zero and slugging of zero. Wow, Welchie, back-to-back with the first two picks. Good luck with the next one, Isaiah. I'm going to go with Ager slider. Got three punchies on the slider. Had six Ks on the total weekend, so half of his Ks were due to the slizzy 50%. Oh wait, yeah, I'm done. I just set the uh, stat. Sixty-five percent of <laughs> the slizzy was a strike. Whip percentage was sixty-one percent. Uh, batting average was zero point one four three, so one forty-three. All right, G. Last pick of the draft. What do you got? I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go off script. Give me the Gallegos changeup because it's disgusting. Oh, Dang, I did not throw mine. Find the. He did throw live abs to support G here. Do live hitters? That changeup is disrespectful to throw. I really don't have any data for you, but you'll see it soon at some point. E man, nasty. Good pick. I mean, he was pitcher. Of the, he got the uh, the best pitch of the week uh, when he pitched against LMU. I mean, it's like a it's like a screwball. Right? I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's like 22 plus horizontal break ranges from like negative six to five positive vertical or induced vertical break. If the listeners know what that means, but I mean, so overall, nasty pitch. Yeah, that's outstanding. Like, it's uh, I think it was lefty hitters to freeze and back away from it, which is not very common for with the changeup. <laughs> All right, solid picks, gentlemen. Good draft. I like the the middle rounds. We might do that again. Uh, you can go vote on uh, on Twitter at SB Baseball Data. Maybe we can distribute the votes a little bit more. Uh, 
give me and Devin and Isaiah a chance. I know Gianni is a fan favorite, uh, but you know we should concentrate on the graphic and really make a, a a considerate pick, not just voting for G because he's the man. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, go vote. Follow SB Baseball Data on Twitter. And then uh, hope to see you at Fullerton. I think all, all three of these guys, including myself, will be at uh, at Fullerton. Devin, you're not going? Isaiah is not going. I will be there. But G said that he likes having Isaiah around uh, on the road games. He brings good energy. I'm going to let Isaiah talk about it. Okay, we'll figure that out in the uh, on the back end. But uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Fullerton, 6 o'clock on Thursday, 6 o'clock on Friday, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Three big games back in Big West Conference action uh, against the Titans. Anything to add before we finish from the three of you? Great pod. Yep, thanks for having us again. Got the hey. losses out of the way. Let's go. Love yeah. it. Love it. Go Chose. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys at the yard. Thanks, Kev. All right, thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and Gaucho Analytics. Thank you to Devin, Isaiah, and Gianni. And thank you to Corey Nunez and Josh Williams. Uh, It was a tough weekend, but uh, it's a long season. And we're just about at the halfway mark. Gauchos are 18-7, and 5-1 and one in the Big West Conference, top 30 RPI. They're in a good spot. And this is a big week. And this is a, starts a stretch of three weeks in a row that are pretty important moving along through the schedule. As you got at Fullerton, who is 7-2 for three games. Then you got UC Irvine at home the following weekend. And then go back down south to San Diego to play the Tritons, who are off to a great start this year in conference at 7-2 and two as well. So three weeks in a row that are going to be some good tests for the Scoucho team. So uh, lots of action. Um, also a reminder, Monday and Tuesday after Easter, the 10th and the 11th, San Jose State at home, 5 o'clock on Monday the 10th, 3 o'clock on Tuesday the 11th. A couple of added games to the schedule. That'll do it for the podcast. Uh, hope to see you in Fullerton, 6 o'clock on Thursday, 6 on Friday, and 1 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, if we don't see you down there, you can tune in, ucsbgouches.com. I'll be down there with the broadcast on the audio only, and you can also watch on ESPN Plus with the Fullerton stream. All right. Uh, have a great week, and go Gauchos. Gotcha.